radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Filatov okay. picks it up. Filatov with time to the line. Ellis knocks it down. They battle on the wall for it. Ellis in there as well. Boychuk looking for it. Tavares pulls it out. Tavares backhand towards the goal. Loose puck. Everybody scores! Tie game! Can you believe it? December 19th, 2020, still 2020. It is yeah. It is still 2020. Probably could have waited to get out of the year before we started wow. a new season. Maybe just to start off on a good note. All right, well, we'll see you in two Yeah, weeks. actually, you know what? Maybe let's just not. This will just be an unreleased track. This will be, uh, maybe, or we could do one of those things where we just say we're going to do a third season and then we just don't do it for like a while. Like just keep delaying it like, we're, like it's Chinese democracy or something. The album, not the concept. I'm I'm Bruce Pataglia. Um, yeah, I'm James Cole still. Um, and this is season three. Yeah, of Laced Up a Hockey Podcast. It is the second season to start. Yep. Um, well, I guess not really the second season to start this year, what? but like, yeah, it's the second season that we've done in the in this year. Well, that's usually how that works. I guess so. You know, it just feels odd. Yeah, like, I, well, I mean, like, that's how the NHL season usually works. Starts and ends in the same, in a different year, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, lots to get to. Yeah. Uh, we've been away for Apparently. a while, I guess. Kind of. Yeah. Not really. Well, the cool thing about this is I'm going to be learning it with the audience, uh, kind of, because I have been checked out, baby. Don't care. That's great to know because you made like half the breakdowns, so this, this, yeah. this will go well. Yeah, this is, uh, from what I gather, these things happened. I don't really, uh, you're just going to teach me about them now. Topic one, why Tom Brady wasn't that great in New England. Okay, now, Ooh, I, don't well, know, I don't know why you have this on your According, list, according to this melon here, James, uh, Cam Newton's been there for 20 years and has won all six Super Bowls in my head. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's the only quarterback we've ever had. Speaking of uh, winning championships, uh, a guy that's won oh, a wow. few recently uh general manager stan bowman oh is uh, moving on up in the world of the chicago uh, sports world yeah he's now his own boss yeah good for him yeah no now i know like now he knows what it's like to have a podcast kind of like that like we're our own boss now he's his own boss right you know yeah so Same he thing. can he can he can relate to me now which i think is cool if i would ever uh post-pandemic world run into stan bowman in a bar uh we'd have something to talk about would you? You know? We're not so different, you and I, like the John Mulaney bit about the crayons. Well, that's great. 
Um, you have your job and I have all these fucking markers. Yeah. You know? Um, moving past that. Um, yeah. Stan Bowman gets the promotion in Chicago that I'm sure we all saw coming. Uh, no one was talking about him losing his job that he already had. Um, so this this is really great. This is, good for, this is good for this guy. You know, chipping away, making a name for himself. I'm sure nothing was handed down by whoever his dad was. I don't even know who that guy would be. Like, you know what I mean? This guy's earned it all on his own merit. Yeah. Yeah, and the the cool thing is it's it's just really easy to be the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks because all the job entails is giving a lot of money to guys that used to be good uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. So, that's good. How dare you? He is still paying Patrick Kane. One guy that is still currently good for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's definitely, like, kind of weird. But in a way, like, I don't wonder if the plan all along was to kind of just bump him upstairs. And maybe they wanted to do this before they took away the GM role. I don't know. It's a pandemic year. Nothing makes sense, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that that's what it is, though? I think so. Honestly, like, I think the plan was to replace him at the GM level, and then the pandemic happened, and you're going to bring in somebody else and pay them to do a job that you're already paying a guy to do when you're making no money because you can't have anybody in the building. Yeah, I kind of I kind of get it. You, you pay one guy to do two jobs instead of two guys to do two jobs and save a little bit of money, I'm sure. Sure. But it's still weird. It, it, it's a weird move from, like, a competitive standpoint well yeah yeah that's just it right like it's not uh it's not a surprising move for the chicago blackhawks but it is a surprising move in the uh existence of analytics and (laughs) and you know metrics and common sense and stuff so um yeah i don't know like i don't i don't uh I'm not really going to sugarcoat it. I don't really think Stan Bowman has done many good things in the last like five years or so. I think most of the moves he's made have just steadily made this roster worse. And a lot of the young talent that they have are young talent that they kind of stumbled into. You know, like Alex DeBrincat was a no-brainer. The guy fucking just kept slipping. He should have gone about 15 spots earlier. And finally Chicago was like, yeah, we'll just fucking take the kid. Kirby Doc was going to go, you know. He was going to go the next pick if the Blackhawks didn't take him. So, I mean, you know, Dylan Strom, sure. Nice trade, but you, you, you gave away Nick Schmaltz to do it. So, who would you rather have? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably rather have Nick Schmaltz. But, you know. I, it's just like one one step forward, two step steps back, right? Like, even Connor Murphy. It's like, yeah, he's kind of an NHL defenseman, but you're paying him almost $4 million a year, and he's not worth anything close to that, and where did he come from? Oh, you gave away Nick Shalmerson to get him. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't really get what he's doing. And then you look at them in net. Like, they're terrible. They, they have the worst goaltending in the league going into the year this year. I don't know if they're hoping for, like, a Columbus Blue Jackets result out of it, but I wouldn't hold my breath on Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban. So, yeah, he's he's not a, not a good general manager. Hasn't been for a while. And... All of their cap is tied up in guys that they uh, either won a Stanley Cup with or guys that came in to replace guys who won a Stanley Cup with them that are not nearly as good as those guys. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, you, I, I attribute it the same way I do with coaches, where like every general manager, in a way, is hired to be fired. And 
eventually you just retire after being fired a bunch of times. But every once in a while there's an exception to the rule, and you get a guy like David Poyle that's been doing the same job for 25 fucking years, and he's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's done a good job in Nashville, but he doesn't have three championships. So do you just keep the status quo because it's comfortable? Well, or see, but the thing with David Poyle is like I I I understand why David Poyle still has that job, and I'm and I n- never really put him as someone that I consider that should be fired because the team is always competitive, and if they're not competitive, you kind of see where they're going. With Chicago, I see where they're going. It's just a continual, you know pattern of just one step forward two steps back like that's that's constantly every move they make it's like yeah he's fine but he's not as good as the guy you used to have and they've just slowly been downgrading over and over kind of like Pittsburgh but I almost understand it more in Chicago I don't I don't really get what Jim Rutherford's doing but kind of kind of where I was going was like the idea that David Poe's been doing this job for so long he's been good at it he hasn't won a championship he hasn't won three championships if they fired him today... How's that possible? He's the winningest GM in NHL exactly. history. If they fired him today and say three, four years from now, they win a championship, how do you as ownership justify not giving that GM a 25 fucking year career because he got you to what you're trying to do? You're a sports team. You're trying to win a championship. You're not just trying to finish you know, fourth in the division every year and make the playoffs and well, maybe win a round. But that's the whole... That's the whole philosophical problem with Stan Bowman itself though right because the argument you're saying is why not keep a guy around because because he won you a championship and in reality that's what Stan Bowman does and that's what makes him a bad general manager is he's too fucking loyal to these guys and by the time he cuts them loose he does it he he just like he is he has no concept of trade value to me because like he always sells low on his guys he always trades them away when they've lost so much value because it's like, he he took Artemi Panarin, an asset that was just completely found money, came out of nowhere, and he has now turned it into Nikita Zadorov. Like, that's fucking brutal, man. Like, that, that that's absolutely terrible, because it's just like, it's the reverse, like, tr- I'll trade your paperclip for a pencil, and then I'll trade the pencil for a stapler until I have a house kind of thing. He's doing it the other way around. He had a house, and he's now he's got a paperclip. He's got Zadorov. That's right. <laughs> Zadorov, Zadorov, yeah. Zadorov, not so much a paperclip, more, um, more like a broken basketball net. I think is more what that sure. is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think he's a bad GM. I think he's made some bad decisions, and it's got him into a position where he's got his hands tied, and that's his own fault. Well, that that I I, I get what you're saying, but I just I see no. I see no sign that he is going to just suddenly get this team out of this. Like, I just don't, I don't see it. Probably not. And the only way, like, it's just, again, it's talent that he seems to just stumble into. It doesn't really seem like it's part of a plan. Because I understand why Jonathan Taves is frustrated, because I don't know exactly what the plan is here either. I honestly have no idea what he's doing. It's, It's one situation where I'm willing to admit Stan Bowman is not, is not an awful GM, but I think he's lost the plot here in Chicago. That's my point. I'm not saying he's he shouldn't you know be working with the Blackhawks or that he even maybe shouldn't even get another general manager job. But I I think he's lost the plot. 
Yeah, and that, that's that's probably accurate. Um, I just I've I've always thought it was kind of funny the last last couple of years just looking at everybody, especially Blackhawks fans, just like oh this guy's this guy's awful. He's a bad GM. It's like well I don't think he's a bad GM. He's just he's made some bad calls. Everyone does, and uh, it's led him into the situation where he's there really is no way out unless you're just going to make the hard cut decision to trade Patrick Kane away for a couple picks or you know what I mean. Like you got to really. Just clean house at this point. I think if Stan Bowman was your third or fourth guy in your front office, that you're doing pretty well. Yeah. But I don't think he's fit to drive the bus anymore. And uh, it looks like he's not only going to be driving the bus, he might be uh, overseeing the bus drivers. I'm full of analogies today. Yeah, speaking of analogies and speaking of bus driving and the Blackhawks, uh, the Cleveland Indians are driving the bus towards progressive change in professional sports and the Blackhawks... Are sitting on the back seat. Was that a good one? I don't know. It's got kind of a little bit of Rosa Parks in there. It's I think that was a bad of, uh, transition, yeah, but I'm not, not not great. Yeah, yeah. I, if, I guess if it were good, we would we would know. Yeah, that wasn't great. That wasn't your best work, but it's fine. Yeah, I tried to do too much with too too little. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the Cleveland Indians uh, making headway, finally living up to their uh, ballparks namesake, uh, getting a little progressive and. Uh, Changing their name, or uh, not for this year, which I thought was interesting. You've we're in the middle yeah. of their off season. What, like, <laughs> like the fucking Washington like, yeah. football team figured out how to do it in two weeks. Ah, uh, well, you know, like it, it just it would be too hard to rework. Well, what do you mean? Like, have have you made all the jerseys for next season yet? Well, no. Well, to just when you make them, just put Cleveland instead of Indians on them, and that's literally all you have to fucking do. That's it. Everything else is just paperwork. Just fucking do the paperwork then. I don't know. As long as the fans don't know that you're called. You could, you could, if Major League Baseball thinks you're the Cleveland Indians still, who gives a fuck? But as long as the fans think you're just Cleveland baseball team, eh, that's good. That's all we needed. I think, I think it's almost the opposite. The, the fans are going to be the ones that believe that they are the Cleveland Indians regardless of what it's like. Well, the, the fans of right? the team, they, they can believe whatever they want. But I just mean like as long as... You're watching Sports Center, and they're called the Cleveland baseball team. They're sure. not the Cleveland Indians anymore, Kate. Okay, and that's that's what we needed. That's fine. You can work out the rest of the kinks. Oh but... fuck, we screwed up and put Cincinnati in all the jerseys. Well, why would you do that? <laughs> the Ohio baseball team. It's like, well, there's already one of those. Close, um, but yeah, like regardless of how long it's going to take them to fucking get around to doing this, uh, they're going to do it, and that's that's pretty cool. I I didn't think it was yeah. going to happen. Um, no way. I didn't. Like, baseball is so history-minded with their, their fucking franchises and their stats and their record books, and even more so than hockey, um, where I just assumed, like, ah, oh, this team's been named the Indians for, like, 105 years, we're just gonna keep the status quo, we'll get there, rid of the logo, but, like... It might not be as obvious as hockey I would say but I do think that that's shifting a little bit in baseball yeah like you're you're starting to see well in the last few years it's just like there's a lot of changes where it's just like if you were to tell me 15 years ago that this is how things would be in baseball I would have been surprised right like um you know like even just something as little as like showboating after a home run it's not like it's okay but you see it now we're 15 years ago you know like Jason Giambi would come out of the dugout and fucking put a bat to your head if you uh, dared bat flipping on his team kind of thing after a home run, right? 
I, 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 I don't know that Jason Giambi's that bad of a guy. He's just kind of the first guy I thought of when I thought of 2005. Um, so I, I think that that's shifting. And I do think that there is more room for discussion now on being more of a progressive sport. Like, I think that they are making strides to do that. And this is one of the ways. And um, I just, I think this, this obviously, you know, we weren't having these discussions as much 15 years ago. But I do think this move's more accepted now than it would have been 15 years ago, too. Sure. You yeah. Know? Um, obviously, there's a lot of... A lot of different ways you can look at this. Uh, a lot of different teams that you can analyze. Um, obviously, the, the Braves in baseball, everyone's going to turn their attention towards them now because I guess they're next on the chopping block. Um, football's got a few teams, you know, the Chiefs and, and, and whatnot. But since we're a hockey podcast, bad names. You know, I thought we would maybe address the two that come to mind in the hockey world. Uh, the first, of course, being the most obvious in the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, tricky stick. It's a bit of a tricky situation. I, I'll say that up front because I'm a little unsure how to handle the name, but that logo's got to go. Yeah, that, like yeah. I'm sorry. It, is it a like? Is it a nice looking visual piece of art? Yeah, it's a it's it's kind nice. Of. It's nice to like look at. It's not to like take that and stick it on a team jersey, make it your whole fucking brand, right? You know what I mean, like. You can say it's oh. a nice logo, but also say it shouldn't be anywhere near a sports jersey. That's exactly. I was yeah. gonna say like it's it's a it's a horrible sports logo. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, not just because of what it symbolizes, but just it looks bad on a jersey. I think. But yeah, like it's a it's a nice looking picture. I guess. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. It's a nice looking drawing. Yeah. Um. So I, I like I said I think we agree that logo has got to get the hell out of here. Uh, the fact that it hasn't Awful. yet is ridiculous. Um, I, I knew, I put it this way, when I first started watching hockey, I was seven years old, okay, and my dad had bought me like a, like a, sort of like a big, thick, almost like an encyclopedia type book, but there were a lot of pictures of the NHL, and it had been written, like it was older, like it was like 1994 maybe or something, right, and I'm flipping through it, and that's how I learned, like, a lot of the teams, right? And obviously it wasn't up to date, so there were certain teams that I learned about after, like the Predators weren't in there, obviously, and shit like that. But I remember flipping to the Chicago Blackhawks and being like, how is that a logo? And I was seven. Yeah. I was seven years old. Yeah. You know? Like, I I have never fucking understood not just how this got... How this got through the marketing department and through everyone there. How it's been their logo for fucking how many years now? Well, thirty. Uh, and... Like this version of it, at least thirty years, right? This version, yeah. Oh, it goes back to the twenties. Well, it was a little bit of a different drawing, perhaps. So, a, so what a I'm Native sorry. Head. I guess what I should clarify is like they they thought about it as recently as like 1980, at least. And they're like, no, it's good. Which I guess is 40 years ago. But. Yeah, time is uh, creeping up on us all, I It's 2011, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> um, I'm much happier in that world. Yeah. Like, the, the, the logo's got to go. I saw a really cool fucking concept drawing like, years ago. Like, we're, we're talking probably 10 years ago, where someone took, like, a hawk's head and made it, like, the same kind of shape. And it's it's clearly a bird. And I think they made, like, some of the feathers on the bird's neck the same colors. 
as okay. what's there now. Still not super fucking. It's not perfect, but like that would be a vast improvement towards you know making it clear that these people are not logos. They're not fucking mascots, right? It's weird. So it's really weird. The, na- like, the I, name I've never. I've never got that one. I never got Redskins. I've never understood Indians. I'm I'm trying to think if there is another one maybe where it's just like I've I've always been. But those are the three that come to mind when you're yeah. like. I don't know. Those are bad. Like the, the, the Chiefs kind of. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not quite as Braves. Um, Braves kind of too. Like it's it's towing a line. I mean, here's the thing. If you have to even have the conversation, yeah, it's just, just fucking change it. Not good enough, yeah. right? So like, no one's got the rhinos yet. Just take the rhinos. Just be the rhinos. You're a sports team. Like who fucking cares? You think who, that's... who the fuck cares what you're called? Like yeah. just just fucking go out there and play the fucking sports and be well, from somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, like, that's the thing, too, like, how many of us roasted Vegas when they heard Golden Knights? I wasn't one of them, but, like, people were just like, wow, that's a dumbass name, and I'm like, do you think they liked Blue Jackets when they first heard them, but we're used to it now? You know, like, you hear Columbus Blue Jackets, and it's just like, yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah. I don't know. The Calgary Flames. There's, there's, (laughs) there's maybe two or three names in all of sports, and I would have to think about it, maybe, where I'm like, that's a dumb fucking name, every time I hear it. There's not many. You get used to them as time goes on. It's I think, fine. I think most of them are pretty dumb. But um, you think of that every time, though. Like when I say Winnipeg Jets, like do you, you know. Okay, the Jets is one of the few that aren't really dumb. It's kind of dumb because there's already a Jets, but um, like yeah, like obviously the New York Giants is a stupid name, but like I'm Ridiculous. just I'm just used to it. Like I don't sure. care. Like it's fine. You be the Giants. Who gives yeah. a shit. Yeah, no, that, that's just it. I don't really give a shit. I just think most of them are dumb. Um, the Calgary Flames, like I was going to say, like, I feel like there's they're one... just the Flames because the team before them was the Flames. They were just like, ah, we don't care. Just call them the same thing they already were. Flames like, that's, are cool. That's the way to handle it. I do like the name of the Flames. That That's one where it's just like, yeah, like that's pretty cool. I suppose. You know? I feel like basketball's got one where I, I got to think about it. I feel like there's one where I'm just like, ugh. You know? And you know what? Another thing I hate too is like when there's two different, I mean, it's mostly just like a major sport in hockey where this happens, but like there's two different major sports teams with the same name. Like there's a New York Jets and there's a Winnipeg Jets. There's the LA Kings and there's the Sacramento Kings. You know? I feel like Sacramento should change their name because they're terrible. At least LA has won a championship. Boom. Roasted. Okay. You know? Sacramento fucking sucks. Oh. All right. They should move the team. The Texas actually, Rangers is what and they the should. New York Rangers. Yeah, this is actually going to be a basketball episode. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Fucking yeah. You see James Hartburn out there? He's Ooh. looking thick, eh? Anyway, uh, the uh, the uh, the Blackhawks. The name. Uh, that one's a little trickier. I, I don't know where you come down on on the name. Uh, the, they're named after a military unit, but the problem is, yeah. is that the military unit is named after the Native American yeah. chief. So no, it's not. It's not good. Like if you're if you're naming if you're if you're naming something after something, you should know why that something is named that way. And so they should be aware of you know maybe the racist connotation of yeah. the, of what they're naming it after yeah. being you know. I think the simplest way to fix the problem is to just go back to what you were called in 1981, the Blackhawks, but put the space in the middle. Go back to the space. We had the space in between the two names, the two words, for sixty fucking years. Put it back. And just literally be the bird. Just you're, you're a black hawk, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's a bird. There are many bird sports teams. Yeah, I'm good with that. There's too many in baseball, actually, but there's a lot of birds that are sports. There's lovers. not many in hockey, right? So, like, I feel just like the that's ducks and you know, I think. And 
Wow. And, like, are those even birds, really, you know? Penguins, <laughs> penguins, not really, you know? Well, I think they're birds. No, I, I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong, man. Like, I love a penguin. Penguins are, like, probably one of my favorite animals, despite having never actually seen one. But they're, they're not a bird. Okay. They're just too thick. They're, they're, too they're, thick. they're ground-based. Interesting. You know? Okay. Uh, moving on. I'll, I'll give, I'll give. I'll give the ducks like there are. That's a bird. Well, yeah, they're both you know? birds. I don't, like, I don't know where you're, like, you. You can't just say it's, it's not like a bird. it's like when someone's just like, yeah, well, dolphins are a fish, and it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, they're a mammal. Well, it's like, yeah, oh, they're, they're a fish. fish. They swim. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Vancouver Canucks have been uh, under the microscope the last few weeks as well, kind of along the same lines as the Blackhawks, uh, due to their logo and its uh, appropriation of ind- indigenous art. Um, this kind of, the, the ball got rolling because of Braden Holtby. I'm not sure, uh, if, if everybody at home saw this, but, uh, he, he came out with a, a painted mask. He's new to the Canucks, obviously. And it had a, a top of a totem. had a hell of a start there too, by the way. Top, top of a totem pole, I believe it was, um, on the mask. And that, that would be fine if the guy painting the mask was, you know, like indigenous. Yeah. Um, but, uh, wasn't the case. Didn't like didn't even go the length to like maybe check with somebody and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Do you think this is a good idea? And like didn't even take the time to like you know kind of pull the the region and get a sense a feel for what's going on and uh, immediate backlash and that spilled over to the Canucks logo, which surprisingly like I don't I don't know if I'm just missing all the news, but surprisingly hasn't really been talked about. Like, that I can remember. Like, this logo is, like, 23, 24 years old at this point. And I don't really remember ever having the conversation about the appropriation of the artwork come up before. Yeah. Like, I, um, I didn't, I didn't even know that it was based on, like, uh, that it was sort of, I like, I, I, did, I didn't realize that it was supposed to have, like, an indigenous art influence to it until someone pointed that out last week. I've never looked at the logo. I just think it's a stupid logo and I've never cared for it anyway. But someone pointed it out and I actually like looked at it for more than five seconds for the first time in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I get, I get it. I get what you're saying. But what the hell does that have to do really with with the logo itself? Like I just, I don't, I honestly, I don't, uh, I don't really get it. I don't really uh, side on, on that argument Um Mostly because I haven't had uh, anyone who's genuinely offended by it explain why they are and have a good position on it. So until I hear a decent argument, like I'm all ears, but I don't, I really don't understand it on this one. I don't get it. I think the logo's fine um, in that sense. I think they should get rid of that logo because it's just a bad logo. But yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. Like if they they've showed comparative drawings to the orca in native art and i definitely see similarities sure no yeah i'm not denying that um so i i think at the end of the day like if if you can kind of point to something and even if you if you make an argument and it doesn't have to be a great one but if you can kind of say like this is this is how it, it comes across to to us as a you know as a community then like what are we doing here like just fucking just do it it They've changed the logo enough times in Vancouver where I don't think they're fucking married to the idea too much. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Make something new. Go back to something old. They've got enough to choose from. 
it's uh, it's a really bad logo. I'm 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 not trying to come across by saying, like, the indigenous art theme is bad. Like that's it's not really what I'm trying to say. It's just it's just a shitty fucking logo. Like I don't know. Like it's bad to look at. I don't I don't get it. What is it doesn't even convey Canuck to me. What is what is a Canuck? It's just a made up fucking word. Doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I've never liked the name, I've never liked that logo, and I don't care for the Canucks, so. Go back to the skate. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really see the argument, um, like, I, I guess it's one of those situations where if you're Vancouver and, and people genuinely uh, are upset by it, it would not be difficult to just drop that logo, because as you said, they have so many, Yeah. right? And so, like, to rebrand would take two minutes. So, uh, like, just pick one of your other 14 brands. So, like, I guess if 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 that happens and people are pushing for it, then then sure. But as far as I can tell, all this is is a very small faction of the internet that I think have less of an understanding of what they're talking about than they think they do. Probably, yeah. I mean, it depends who is saying it, I suppose. But, yes. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just looking at it real quick, you've you've got six logos in their fucking forty year history. So just yeah, you know, just choose one of the other five. It's it's fine. It's I I should uh, um, apologize to Sacramento Kings fans. Uh, they won a championship in nineteen fifty one when they were the Rochester Royals, uh, and they did have a sixty one and twenty one season in uh, two thousand two, um, when Mike Bibby was on the team. So. Don't know who that is. He was good. Okay, I'll yeah. take your word for it. Yeah, he was really good. Um, more, more news that we don't want to talk about, but we kind of have to talk about because this fucking sport is a prison and we can't fucking get away from these types of stories, apparently, because uh, everyone's just shitty in nature. Uh, Jared Scold, uh, Scald, 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 Scald. I, I gotta be honest with you. He has been in the NHL since 1986. I have no idea how to say his name. I'm really good with names. I actually don't know how to say that last name. I, I've always said Scald. Look up a hockey but, reference. They've got a phonics thing. Oh, usually. do they? Usually. You gotta love phonics. I've always said, uh, I've always said Scald. Even hockey reference didn't take a stab at trying to do Scald. That's crazy. So. Anyway, um... um He's in the news. Uh, there was some allegations filed. Like super. Like uh, I will. I'll say this about him to 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 redeem my not knowing how to say his name. Um, he had a hell of a hockey career. Like you know, he didn't. Uh, if you're if you're not familiar with him, he only played like a hundred something games in the NHL. But he played everywhere and had very like a lot of success at a lot of different levels. Um, he was just one of those guys. Like I'm trying to think like. Uh, like Darren Hadar type thing where it's just like really good in the AHL, but they put him in the NHL and he just wasn't, you know, Joey Crab, like that kind of a player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so super, super, like honestly incredible career that he's had and now and now uh, doing it, uh, a lot of coaching. So A lot of coaching. Um, uh, at the time he was coaching the Pittsburgh Penguins farm team, uh, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton, and uh, apparently uh, he alleges that uh, his boss – head coach Clark Donatelli uh, sexually assaulted his wife uh, in 2018 during a road trip. Uh, this was reported back to uh, then Wilkes-Barre Scranton general manager Bill Guerin uh, in June of that year. I'm I, that, that, I'm not really sure why like we 
needed to wait till June to get that news to your uh, boss's boss. But nevertheless, uh, it, it got to the the people above uh, the the accused, and um, uh, Donatelli resigned uh, a week later, and we haven't really heard much from him. And uh, now it's uh, looking a lot like maybe Bill Guerin just swept the whole thing under the rug, which is uh, pretty fucking shitty. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's the whole uh, accusation is that Jared Scald alleges that Bill Guerin uh, literally uh, told him to uh, just forget about it or something or not, or not like, don't, don't make this a bigger issue than it needs to be or something like that. And uh, a very heavy accusation for a guy that's now the general manager of a National Hockey League team. And um, I haven't heard any sort of update about this but when it first came out on the 8th it was uh this i mean this would be one of the biggest uh hockey stories i've ever heard of like off ice sort of shenanigans um so i mean it, it's incredibly disturbing um yeah uh, you know. skull goes on to say that uh, in the lawsuit accuses donatelli of being a serial offender that this was not the uh, only episode that uh, took place uh that he was aware of and uh, Skull was uh, he was fired actually from from the organization, uh, and there's there's a bit of a belief that it was because he was making some noise about this. Um, the pandemic kind of yeah. provided an easy, you know, side option for the for the Penguins to move on from him. But uh, he's he's under the impression that he was fired because he uh, wasn't wasn't staying quiet like they asked. So pretty fucking shitty all all around uh, on all accounts here and. Uh, Boy, like I, I, I fucking, I, I feel for Minnesota Wild fans. Like if, if, if this, if this turns out to be a situation where they, they got to get rid of Bill Guerin after going through what they went through with the guy before him and the guy before him, like Jesus Christ, I, I, I feel for you know the team in that sense. But I think if, if this is all coming to light and, uh, and uh, Bill Guerin is responsible for these, these accusations, then you know, no doubt he's, he's got to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's no question about that. I don't. Uh, I. It's one of those things where it's like I. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt here, but I just don't really see why Jared Scald would make that up. You know. Oh, I like don't think I, he's making it up for sure. I feel like if he was upset about getting fired, that if he wanted to sue them for wrongful termination, he doesn't need to even add the whole sexual assault accusation in there. He can literally just make a case out of the fact that yeah, they. Uh, said they were going to make um, cuts to their hockey operations department, and then out of the 21 people that work in that department, one guy got fired, and it's you. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you you could make any case, I think, around that. But, you know, he like, I, I don't see why... I don't see where this would come from otherwise. I think that there's a reason why uh, Donatelli's not working anywhere right now, um, despite being what, you know, most people call a, a successful American Hockey League coach. You would think he'd at least get an assistance job somewhere, and he hasn't. So I sort of think that maybe more people knew about this, and I kind of be- I believe Jared Scald on it, honestly on this one. But um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to presume anything about Bill Guerin until uh, until we know more information, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's surprising because I do think of Bill Guerin as one of the good guys in hockey, but I don't know him personally. It's, so. it's a tricky timeline because Guerin. Obviously, he's made aware in in late June 2019. A week later, 
uh, Don Kelly is res- he resigns or he's fired. I'm not really sure the the specifics on the terminology there, but yeah. he's gone a week later, and and then in August, so you know, just just days later, he's hired away from the organization, and then the following spring is when Scald is fired. So. You know, like, I don't wonder if Bill Guerin is maybe just in the middle of a, a bad situation where, you know, I got this information, I resolved it to the best of my power at the time, then I left the situation to go somewhere else, and then this guy got fired. It's not like Bill Guerin fired this guy, Scald, right? He, he's not the one that pulled the trigger and said, you're making too much noise, you gotta go. He, by all accounts, took care of the problem... Whether it was the best way to do it or not is is up for debate. But he took care of the problem, and then just lived his life. Like got a promotion, went somewhere else, and and you know was doing his thing. So yeah. I'm not really sure how much there there should be in terms of blame on Garen because it's tricky with the timeline. I think, but clearly there's there's more to be known to, the, to this than than we have in front of us. I mean. It'd be very convenient of the Penguins if they knew about this to not mention anything to the Wild when this all happened. So, I am a little curious on that. Um, Because you would think that this would be something that you would mention. They clearly would have talked to his former employer. So, um, I I, I don't really know if there's any culpability here for the Wild. I can't imagine. Um, I, I... think most of it lies on the penguins organization and they, they claim to say that they addressed it um they addressed it internally but i don't uh i don't really think that's the way it should have been addressed so very fair uh the okay it, it's the fucking first episode of the third season um hockey exists we're not really sure in what capacity i miss hockey i do too it's the first time i think i've ever missed the nhl Man, as as a well, guy, no, I guess I've lived through two lockouts. Well, technically three. As a, as a guy that doesn't watch football, mm-hmm. it's been really fucking tough having baseball, basketball, and hockey all end within like two weeks of each other. Because yeah. I've just been sitting around doing jack shit. Yeah, I'm excited for basketball. Actually, yeah, I haven't haven't been in a long time. I got a fantasy four basketball four team four days this year. The NBA, I'm doing off. fantasy basketball again. Tipping this off, year. I guess. Yeah. Um, on the 22nd, the NHL, a little later to the story, uh, sorry, later to the party, um, we don't know when they're starting. We we think we know. We're going to sit here. We're going to try to give you guys listening hey, as yeah, much information yeah. as we have, which, uh, albeit, is, is not a lot because we're not involved in the uh, meetings of the Board of Governors of the NHL Hockey League. And, um, oh, I went. Nice. I went. Oh. Yeah. Wow, you left the bubble. Yeah. Okay. No, TFTI, tell yeah. us more. Lots of beers. Um, so, yeah, what what is hockey going to be like? What What is what is the NHL going to look like? They're shooting for January 13th. Let's start there. January 13th is the proposed start date. They've been sticking to it for a while now. Um, that's less than a month away. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... We don't have a fucking schedule. We don't have a fucking divisions. We don't know where these teams are playing. Uh, we don't have guys at training camp. Less than a month away. So the first question, I suppose, to, to answer is, does this happen on the 13th? No. No. Does, does the NHL know that? So, I, I, I won't name names, but... 
a few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with an NHL player. Uh, and this was probably around December 1st. To which he said that he had heard that the NHL at the time was aiming for February 1st. And basically, the conversation I had with that player was that there's no way they can make February 1st work. Now they're talking about January 13th. You can, how is that? The timeline does not make any sense. Unless you're just straight up not doing preseason or training camp. Oh, there's no preseason. Which you should not be fucking doing an NHL season without a preseason. There will not I'm, be preseason. I'm sorry. There will not be. There, there is no fucking way that you should be doing that without a preseason. Do you want to know why you shouldn't be doing one without a preseason? Look at the fucking NFL. The injury reports are literally 15 guys fucking long because they were just like, you know what, let's just start the season. They're a professional athlete. They should be good to go. Well... They'd be good to go to play like 10 minutes a night and sort of ease into it. Uh, what they're not ready to do is full-blown fucking balls to the wall game one of the year. Right now, they haven't played in nine months. Hence the reason why we do preseason in the first place. Like, it's just like, it's almost like the NHL is just like, ah, well, you know that fun little mini tournament we have before the season? We don't need to do that. It's not fun. The The reason you do this is to co- help condition these guys and to make sure your season is as good as possible. Help the teams work out who their best players are. So that way your on-ice product is as good as it can fucking be. Do I, like... I... I've said it over and over again. That I don't really buy injuries as an excuse unless it's like half your fucking roster. But that's what we're looking at, probably. To be honest with you. Like, I don't know... They're talking about, what, 26-man rosters? Not nearly enough. That's not nearly enough fucking people to bring into into this. You need like 35 fucking players ready to go. Minimum, probably, if you're not doing a preseason. Especially in a, in a year where it's going to be 56 games and you're going to be playing a lot of the same teams a lot of the nights. You're going to rest fucking guys. If you've got three games against Montreal and you feel confident that you can win two out of those three games, you're going to fucking sit everybody that third game. Every fucking buddy. Why would you play them? You already took two out of three against a divisional rival. Throw that under the bus so you're ready to go and take two out of three against Ottawa. Two out of three against Buffalo. I don't know what this division is that I'm hypothetically talking about here. For sure. No so, one does. So I just, I, I think that I understand why they're not doing it because it's convenient for them. But I think that that is a catastrophically bad idea. Honestly, one of the worst ideas I've ever heard the NHL have. That is a fucking awful idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, they don't care. Owners don't care. They, they, but they should because these are the guys that make the money. Like, if the if the Avalanche lose Nathan McKinnon to some sort of a catastrophic injury and he's yeah. barely ready to go by twenty twenty two. That team's not as good as people think it. Like, not as deep as they think it is with star power. Like, yeah, they have Kale McCarr, but, like, eh, they need Nathan McKinnon. Like, this is a this is a 2002 level of stardom you know, that the Avalanche have that they haven't had since 2002. They need to embrace that. They need to protect their star, who quite arguably is the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the idea of them just, like, taking a risk on any of these guys is awful. So, it it just, it worries me that we're going to see some load management shit this year, and you're going to see, you know, a lot of games where Crosby's not on the ice, where McKinnon's not on the ice, where, well, McDavid's going to have to be. But, 
you know, like I just, that worries me. And, and that would be better than the alternative, which is these guys playing every night, a 56 game season when they're not maybe a hundred percent ready to go and leaving themselves up to the possibility of an injury. Um, yeah, that's what scares me, right? Like I almost hope for load management in that situation. I think the only argument to be made here is because I'm 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 right there with you. I, I think that there should be training camps, training or uh, preseason. Sorry, preseason has merit. There's a reason we do it. I think the lone argument you can you can make if you're the NHL is you point to the playoff bubble you just went through, and you say we didn't have it there. I think every team had one game. No, but there uh, wasn't any problems. They they were on the ice at least though. Like, there's very little possibility they're even going to have practices if it's January 13th. That's not enough time. I suppose. Like, they, they can't report until after Christmas. Or most of them won't. Right? So if you go on Boxing Day, you have to be bubbled until almost the 13th. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no room for fucking... Like, there's literally... You're going to literally have two practices. You you and I know... Like, even the minor... Like, minor fucking hockey doesn't even start that quick. You have like five or six practices in an exhibition game for midget B hockey players for a reason. And we're talking about the NHL here. We're talking about millions of fucking dollars here. And yeah. It's just a stupid, stupid, like, I just don't get the rush. It's, it's I don't get it at it's all. It's interesting. Well, I, I do get it. And and that's maybe that's where we're differing on, on this because there, there is a rush. Why? Because if you don't have your season done by the end of July, don't even play it. Because nobody's going to sit down and watch the Stanley Cup Finals if they're up against the fucking Olympics in August. It's just not going to happen. I, I guess, but I mean, uh, in in that sense, wait till March then. To start the... <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose, but then you got to take August off. I you're mean, just going you to stick a month in the middle of your... You know, you take a month off. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying, but I don't... I... The only money that I know the logistics of the money, but I honestly think that this is a stupider risk. Like this, just may it just still makes less sense to me. It makes less sense from a like no entertainment. Put it this way: nobody's going to watch the 2022 season if everyone has fucking career-ending injuries this year. (laughs) Like I'm talking worst-case scenario here, but like it's very much on the table because if you look at the NFL. The running backs next year are are going to be... uh, At least half the league is going to have a different starting running back next year. Because their guy this year got hurt and their career might be over. Right. You know what I mean? Like Austin Eckler might never be the same. Saquon Barkley might never be the same. Christian McCaffrey might never be the same. These are some of the biggest stars in your fucking sport that are just gone. And the turnover in that position was already quick. But you normally get like at least four or five years out of your jersey. And now these are jerseys that are just you know, useless. Sure, you're going to go buy more jerseys, but I'm just saying, like, the c- complexion of your team changes and, and the the way you market your sport now changes. Like, there's, there's even quarterbacks where it's just like, who knows if they're ever going to be the same. And a lot of that is because they were not ready to play football. Yeah. So it just, it concerns me that the NHL opens themselves up to that because they already have a hard time marketing their stars as it is. Mm-hmm. But it's know, worst case scenario. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just but, saying. But, but the NFL goes on, right? Like they're it, pushing forward. It does, but 
Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 just weird. Like I, I the NFL doesn't have to worry about it because the NFL is going to make money anyway, which th- my concern with the NHL is I that's not true. You know, that right. isn't true. Yeah. So they, they they have to they have to do something though because the they only do. the only money that they're going to get is from this TV deal. And if they don't put anything on TV, they don't get any money. Yeah. Like Yeah, and I I know I get the argument yeah. too if they're up against the Olympics, but I still feel like there's got to be a sort of a way to around that to minimize your losses if you are playing. The only the, the only way is to, to you go down to what a thirty game schedule, and at that point, like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. So no, I get that too. I don't think you can go much shorter than what they've already established. I think it's fifty six games is what they're they're trying to play. They, yeah, they can't. They can't. I, I feel like there's something where they can't go below like forty eight too. Like I think there's some sort of a probably. Yeah, I I just I remember hearing that with the lockout shortened season last time. Was like they they have to do forty eight, otherwise they can't do it at all. Yeah, and I forget why that was. But. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just a you know double headed monster. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, if if this was twenty nineteen or twenty twenty two, like you don't have to worry about the Olympics. So yeah, fucking play into August. Like who gives a shit, right? But like you, you yeah. can't do that this year. That that's just the one hurdle that you just can't I, get away from. I um to answer your question. I don't think January thirteenth is going to happen, but we'll we'll see. They, they seem to think it will. Yeah, they they keep <laughs> yeah. I mean, forward on that's it. that's great. It, it's one of those things too. Like I don't I don't know the ins and outs of an NHL contract, but like say what's today? We're recording on Friday. Uh, say on Monday, the NHL comes out and says, uh, "Yeah, uh, we've signed. We've agreed. Everything's good to go. Uh, training camp starts tomorrow." And you, as a player it's in your contract that you don't have to play on Christmas day. So you can be with your families on Christmas day, but there's nothing saying that you can't show up for training camp on the 22nd or the 23rd or even the 24th, except for the you know restrictions that are in place in certain places about quarantine. Yeah. So it might get a little dicey. It could get a little hot in the pan here for a few teams, especially the Canyon ones. I know a very small small sample size of of both guys who are in the league or guys that know guys who are in the league i genuinely believe that there are enough nhl players that would just be like yeah we're not going oh and, and, I'm and not saying that we'll, we'll show up right yeah. like but we're not going on the 22nd but that's the easy excuse of the nhl right they say well we opened training camps you guys didn't report and sure. now you're complaining about all these injuries well you know that's not our problem yeah so i suppose in theory they could do that uh, but uh, that, I don't think that's will. a larger yeah. risk for the NHL than I think they should be willing to take. And I just like, I, uh, I feel like Gary Bettman is at a point right now with everything that I don't know how to really word this. He, he seems a little bit withdrawn, I think. And I think it's a very rare time in Gary Bettman's tenure where I do think he actually is thinking about what the players want at the moment. Just based on what I'm hearing, uh, like what I read in the news and stuff like that. It just, he, he he seems like his heart's about three times bigger than it used to be. I, I don't think he gives a shit about the players, but I, I think he had... I don't an... think he does, but I I do think that he's actually got an ear, ear open this time. Uh, maybe. To some degree. Maybe. I, I think it's more of... Uh... I spent all this time and effort making a plan in June and July, 
that you guys all approved. And then uh, fucking a month before we're going to start our season, a bunch of the owners came forward and like, oh, hey, we just read that thing now and we don't agree with it. Uh, redo it. And he, I think I think Gary Batman's just pissed off with the owners. Oh, I get that. Yeah. For I sure. I don't think he gives a fucking lick of scent. Like, doesn't I, I just mean I think he's less likely to do something super drastic for his own interests if it's possibly going to come back to bite him from the players. And that's not something he's ever been concerned about. He kind of used to just do whatever the fuck he wanted because oh, it's yeah. Gary Bettman's world. Yeah. Right now, I do think he actually is like, well, if the if the you know if the players don't want to report before Christmas, I won't make them. Like you know, I think it's more like that right now. Yeah, he I, he got thrown to the wolves by the owners, and I think the NHLPA and him are wolves, agreeing. That'd be a good team. There yeah. you go. Yeah, the Black Wolves. Um, Chicago Black Wolves. I, I think um, I think him and the Players Association were on the same page for so long. And now he's got to be the guy that walks in with his tail between his legs and be like, hey, yeah, remember that agreement we had? I got to change it because my bosses are telling me to change it and I don't want to change it, but here I am. Yeah. So that's kind of how I I view his stance on it. Um, but in any case, uh, the other piece of interesting news regarding the 2020-21 season, whatever it may look like, is uh, obviously because of COVID, we've got a few things that are holding us up, right? Fucking... You're not supposed yeah, to no travel, sh- no you're shit. not supposed to be in a room with a whole bunch of people. Um, I've been waiting to see this Jets-Golden Knights game for nine months yeah. here. I don't know if I'm going to get to see I it. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not holding my breath. Um, but the, obviously the big hurdle here is that um, unlike the NBA and unlike the MLB, uh, hockey has seven Canadian franchises, right? You can't just make your lone Toronto franchise play yeah. somewhere else for a season. They've got seven of these teams. So the NHL's response was, hey, you know what? Perfect. Let's just make new divisions. Which sounds scary. It sounds scary. Stay with me, folks. It's it's a little it's a little troubling. But they said we're gonna put all the Canadian teams in one division. Asinine to begin with. You got Montreal playing Vancouver like fucking eight times a year. That'll that'll go fine, I'm sure. Anyway, um, you're gonna put all the Canadian teams in one division, and it's gonna be fine. We'll we'll re we rework the other ones. Uh, everybody near LA is going to be in a division. Everybody near New York is going to be in a division, and everybody else will just kind of figure out. And that was great, really exciting. The the TSNs and the Sportsnets they uh, they all jumped on that. Oh, how fun this is going to be! The Canadian division. Yeah. And then almost rushed no to do one, an episode last week. No one fucking stopped to think about what the Canadian government was going to say about this. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, uh, it's not good news. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, and it, but what like, did you think was but that's exactly it. It's just like literally, like everyone's like has this American sort of way of thinking where it's just like, well, everything, you know, like they don't give a fuck there. So obviously, sports are just going to keep going on, and no one cares in the states, and you know, states govern themselves, and you know, like everything's going to be fine. Like you know, we'll just figure it the fuck out. And then the Canadian government's like. Oh yeah, no, the pandemic's like the worst it's been. Like we're not, uh, we're yeah, you're not doing shit. <laughs> like, the, the border between the countries about? is not the only border to consider. How? I, I know that's hard to you know understand, Americans, but the you know you know what was the funniest part for me was reading the whole uh, how trading is going to work. That was my favorite part reading about it. It's just like well. You know, like, they'll have to bubble or whatever, and, you know, like, the trading will go fine. And it's like, that's cool. What if the Canadians and the Panthers make a trade? Oh, yeah, I didn't didn't really think about that. It's like, yeah, it's hard enough 
in a non-pandemic to regular life, I guess is what that's called, to get, uh, you know, your immigration worked out so that way you can be in the lineup two days from now for the Montreal Canadiens. Well, at least you'll have two weeks to figure it out. Yeah, and now now it's just like, well, how do you do any of that? Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't, you know, like, I don't, I don't even know how immigration works right now. Like, I don't, I don't even know how that would work, like a, a, a trade like that. So, I don't know, but... Um, it was just funny reading about all these hypothetical scenarios and it's just like, holy fuck, like, this is a disaster, you know? I mean, you gotta do something, but it's just like, holy, you know. So the, the two options that remain then, if, if the, uh, the provinces are going to step forward and say that we're, we're not going to allow this, is you bubble up in Canada or you play in the States. I don't really know what the right answer is there. Cause like none of those fucking guys are going to want to go to a bubble. Um, because the it's going to be for a full season. It's it's going to be so hard to determine. Like, do you do maybe two bubbles, one out west, one in the east, and then kind of rotate, but then have like a week off in between games to go home and see your families, and then got a quarantine for two weeks, and then or do you just fucking bite the bullet and go down to the states and play your fucking season like the Raptors are going to have to do and the Blue Jays yeah. had to do, and just like sorry, like this is this is the league, this is how it works. I still think that we're going to see a, a pretty high number of opt-outs. And I know we didn't in the summer when I thought we would, but I do I do think that the number is going to be a lot higher this time around. Um, just just because, I, again, like this is just me, but like I wouldn't want to bubble up in Canada, but I certainly wouldn't want to go to the fucking States. So if they're not, if it's not working like a normal road trip, where I'm just living my life in Toronto, and then now we have a game in Vancouver, and I'm hopping on a plane and going to Vancouver, and then coming home. If that's not how we're doing it, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I certainly like depend. Uh, maybe if they put you in a spot in the states where you know it's ideal, but there Atlanta aren't a lot of them for the Jets. Perhaps is Atlanta doing well? I don't know. Oh, that's seen. Oh, okay. Or the I, I get, Atlanta seems like it would not be doing well, but yeah. potentially, yeah. but no, probably not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't get... Uh... It's easier my... said than done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. My, my fucking problem with the idea that the Canadian bubble... Well, not the bubble, sorry. The Canadian division wouldn't work just as, like you said, going on a regular road trip is that uh, as it stands right now, uh, there's nothing stopping me from going to Winnipeg and rocking up at a restaurant. There's no travel restrictions. There are some recommendations... But I, I can fucking go wherever I want to right now in Canada. But the provinces are going to make a big fuss if it's a sports team? I, I don't get it. Uh, well, Winnipeg, I think, a bad example because I think Winnipeg's still closed. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I, uh, you want to close all the, you want to close all the businesses down, but you don't want to implement any travel restrictions. It, it's fucking asinine. Yeah. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna harp down on the the sports teams because optics. It's it, well, yeah they 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 try to make it seem right now during the pandemic that the best idea is for us to to bubble ourselves, and yet all of the rules that they're putting in place have nothing to do with bubbling us. Yeah, like there you're right. There are no, there are no like I don't know how you restrict travel from city to city necessarily, um, 
but you could restrict travel from Manitoba to Ontario and shit like that. Like there's there's only so many uh, roads to get into the province. So I mean, you could do that, but I, I don't know. It's it's very tricky, and I don't really know what the answer is, and I don't I don't uh, I don't really have an opinion on how they should be doing it because um, it's just I don't know that there is a right answer. I'm not. I'm not as against uh, doing it this time as I was in the summer because I do think it worked in the summer and I do have a lot of faith in NHL players in a way to sort of be responsible about this. But I don't know. The bubble worked because it was literally uh, set up almost like a prison. And uh, now it's no matter how they do it, they have, they've sort of discussed the idea of bubbles, but I just, I don't get how they're going to convince, you know, a thousand guys to bubble for six months to do this. Mm-hmm. What What's the incentive, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, I think the NHL would prefer uh, to uh, get the Canadian teams down into the States and have them play down there because then you can just keep the divisions the way they were and fucking no one's going to complain about the Leafs winning a division that they're in because they play Ottawa eight times instead of yeah, like Boston I, and Tampa. Or I, I guess right? I'll put that on the table too, being a Leafs fan. Certainly not against the all-Canadian division. I uh, I don't think any other Canadian team is particularly very good other than Toronto, to be honest with you. I, uh, uh, we, we, we talk about the Leafs a lot on this podcast, and I personally shit on the Leafs a lot on this podcast but I am willing to admit that on paper they're probably a top five team in the NHL and I don't think any other Canadian team is in the top half other than maybe Montreal and that that's fucked to say because I don't really think that they're all that good either but like I don't uh like they every team has massive fucking flaws and uh, I just don't really think the Leafs do have a lot of flaws, honestly. Like, I just, I don't, I don't read too much into the fact that they lost in five games to Columbus there. Like, I just don't. I think that they would have won in seven games if it would have went that, that distance. And if you want to tell me that Columbus is not a good team, like, they're, they're meant to win in the playoffs. They're like the Islanders. So I'm not, um, I'm not sitting here saying that I think the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup or that they're even in a position to do so either. Um, there are some things that I think are going to catch up with them over the course of you know a playoff run, but if we're talking about a 56 game season and they're playing the six other Canadian teams and that's it, they should win a lot of those fucking games, like a lot. And if the playoff format stays the same, you'd have to imagine that's a fairly easy road out. And then you're talking about the conference finals against whoever comes out of the other division. Right? Yeah, and then barring injuries to like Matthews and Anderson at the same time. I fail to see how they lose two out of three against any team in any series, yeah. other than just bad luck. Yeah. I don't see what team could possibly fucking beat them on a regular basis, especially when the games are set up like a series. If you're doing three games at a time, holy fuck, they're gonna kill you. Like they're gonna kill you. They're they're just like there are no there's no team that is even fucking set up to defend the Leafs' offense in Canada. There isn't one. Montreal as a whole, but the best part about them defensively is their structure. It's not their defense. Their defense isn't good. So, 
the Leafs get their speed going, they're going to fucking kill Montreal some nights. I like. I still think Montreal's a good team, but and yeah. with that, uh, the Leafs uh, will. Uh, I'm hearing finish fifth in the Canadian Division because of uh, course they will. this is yeah. this is the first time ever where uh, where I feel like I'm giving the Leafs like a lot of credit going into the season. Well, since I was like 10 years old, I I think in a 56 game season, honest to God, they win 36 to 38 of those games. I'm pretty confident on that. You know. Fair I've heard enough people be like, well, Matthews might get 50 in, in 56. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, he might get 40 in 56, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think you understand how many uh, 50 in 56 actually is. That's 50 goals in 56 games. It's not going to happen, probably. Yeah, you're telling me Maurice Richard could do it, but Austin Matthews can't? Come on, what are we talk about here? Yeah, like, in the bag? like, when I say no team can defend the Leafs, like, I also don't mean Matthews is getting, like, two goals a night or anything like that, you know? No. Uh, some housekeeping work to get to. Uh, housekeeping. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Wow. He will not be playing uh, on January 13th. I can tell you that. Uh, he might not be playing next January 13th. Uh, he is sitting out the season due to a heart problem. Um, I'm assuming it's not super fucking serious because he's still tweeting about life and talking about coming back perhaps <laughs> next year. I might be really wrong on this, but did he not have, like, a similar operation to Jonas Gustafsson, like, years and years ago? Like, I thought he had a heart operation, like, late 2000s. Um, but he didn't He didn't mention anything about it being a pre-existing condition. It's just, like, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, he has a heart thing. Like, I thought I already knew that kind of thing, you know? Uh, Maybe I didn't. I don't remember hearing about it per se, but... Um, it sucks. Uh, like, yeah. put it that way, I, I think everyone was cheering for Hank. Um, I liked the idea that he went to Washington because I think Washington is set up to, um, sort of bounce back from what I would consider a pretty lackluster two years since they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think Laviolette sort of regenerates them. I think Lundquist was going to help regenerate that team a little bit. Um, so it is, it's actually a big loss for, for Washington considering that Hank was probably only going to play like 15, 20 games this year. Um... It's huge. So, uh, I, I thoughts are with him. Thoughts are with his family. I hope he's doing well. I hope, like you said, that it's nothing super serious that's going to affect him off the ice either. Uh, you know, I'd rather him retire and live a long, healthy life than uh, take any sort of risks there. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he will be out for the remainder of the season. Um, Anthony Duclair has finally signed a contract. Crazy. He is with the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, now on a 1.1 is that what it was? 1.7. 1.7. There it is. 1.7 million dollar contract. Um, nice little pickup for Florida. Um, if if he can have a season like he did last year with with Ottawa, you know that's 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 not bad. That, that really helps uh, Florida's. I, I want to say I, I think he's in the top six at this point, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's going to help that franchise I think because it's hard to say because we don't know the divisions like it, it's. I'm so used to sitting here and talking about, like, you know, the Florida Panthers and saying, well, you know, like, they're in a fucking pretty tough division and even a little bit of help's not really going to help them. But now it's the doors open a crack and maybe maybe there is room for them to make a playoff push. And uh, aside from Tampa Bay being their, their big competition, I, I don't know, like, again, depending on what the divisions look like, this, this could be a smart move for them. I love the move, honestly. I I I don't think Anthony Duclair is much of a 
downgrade on Mike Hoffman. Um, but he's certainly a lot cheaper at this stage. So, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a huge Mike Hoffman fan, but I do think Duclair and Hoffman are very similar players and, uh, all Florida does is replace him at a much cheaper cost and at, at its worst, uh, maybe in a lockout or sorry, in a, in a shortened season, he only gets like five goals and 16 points or something over 56 games, whatever you're, you're, you know, you only got him for a year. You only have to worry about it for a year. So I like it. Um, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but a lot of, uh, a lot of reports that Anthony Duclair left a lot of money on the table from Ottawa earlier this year. And, um, that, that sucks if that's true. Cause that's, uh, could have been his last chance at a big payday and, yeah. uh, or any payday really like the guy hasn't had a big contract yet in the league and this would have been his first opportunity to do so and he didn't take it mm-hmm. if that's true so uh the minnesota wild uh, signed goaltender andrew hammond to a one-year seven hundred thousand dollar contract normally i wouldn't bring that up because like who fucking cares this guy's not really uh prominent anymore the hamburglar days are over uh but oh, it is you. notable because uh, he was signed to kind of replace Alex Stalock, who the team says is out indefinitely with an upper body injury. And, uh, like, Alex Stalock was more or less their starting goaltender last year. I, th- I think he was he was in the net more frequently than Devin Dubnik was. Uh, Stalock looked pretty good, like, you know, in all, all things considered, you know, playing for Minnesota. Uh, he looked pretty good. There was an argument to be made that he was going to be the starting goaltender this year. I, I know they signed Cam Talbot. I'd, I'd make that argument. Yep. They signed Cam Talbot, obviously. Not a big but, Talbot guy. But now you're kind of running with Andrew Hammond and, and Cam Talbot as your as your duo. And Woof. Yep. Not great. Woof. Looking for some 2016 magic. Woof. Aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it, it does open the door potentially for uh, uh, whoever the Minnesota Wilds GM is by this point. Uh, to perhaps call um, our guy Kevin Adams of the Buffalo Sabres and see what it would take to get Curtis Lazar in the, on Ooh, the Minnesota Wild. Okay. Because that seems to be the ticket for Hammond's uh, magic. And, uh, I, you know, I'd make that trade. Okay. You know? Um, long time forward Alexander Steen has retired from the game of hockey uh, after uh, it was announced that he had uh, a back injury. Uh, Steen... Uh, just shy of 37 uh played that's fucking it, crazy 16 years 16 years in NHL and uh over a thousand over a thousand points got the Stanley Cup with the Blues obviously a couple years ago uh he also leaves like I want to say it's like fifth all time on the on the Blues franchise for points um sneaky sneaky good consistent little guy and uh I'm gonna miss him I, I always loved him I always hated the Leafs yeah, him away cool. and uh yeah it was a bad trade Oh, one of the worst. Really, really bad. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think people remember how bad it was, but it's it's probably like a, on the top five worst Leafs trades list, I would say. The funniest part about the trade looking back on it too is like the, the when the trade first happened, I think people were more outraged that Carlo Koliakovo was part of the trade than they were Maybe. Steen. Yeah. And... You know, if not for uh, injuries and shit, you know, Koliakvo probably would have had a longer career in the league. But Steen ends up being the best player from that trade. And then, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it didn't really look like it was going to be that way at the time. I, I liked him. I didn't I didn't particularly love him in Toronto. But uh, that, that was a horrible trade. He was better than I remember. Like, you know, even pulling it up here, like 45 points in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Like, that's promising. 
Right? Yeah, so, the last member of the SOS line retired now. Yeah. Put the banner up. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do we want to talk about? Uh, Steen probably, uh, I would imagine, in the best shape of the three. Yeah. Followed by Stajan. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to put ads on helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. I, I, you could have told me that there had been ads on helmets for ten years, and I probably would have believed you. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. I'm not going to notice You're it. You're going to have thin air across your fucking Austin Matthews forehead. Weird sponsor, but sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping they get some of the European sponsors, yeah, you know, like Skull. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go here. Yeah. Um, the thing that I find fucking hilarious is all these people, like, on, on Twitter and shit that are like, ah, that's fine. They can do it as long as it's not around for next year. What? Oh, buddy. If if they crack the door, if if they allow this... You're not going back. Why not do it? I'd rather them put... I'd rather them... I'd rather the helmet be nothing but ads if they leave the jerseys alone. And they're probably not going to leave the jerseys alone, no, but like... Of course not. I, I... You know. Put like fucking... Tattoo it on my face for fuck's sakes. I don't care. Like whatever you got to do to make me more money, man. Yeah. Do do like the Premier League soccer and just get rid of the Blackhawks logo and put a MasterCard logo in its place or something like that, right? Sure. Just Chevrolet. Yeah. You know, that's That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we solved the problem from earlier. Yeah. Look at us. I, 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 the, I, I would wear Subway brand gloves if it meant I'm going to make more money. I don't care. Talk about a hole-in-one. Yeah. Uh, the World Junior Championships. Oh, yeah. Our favorite time of the year. It's going to fucking suck, but we're going to watch it because there's nothing else to I think watch. it'll be fine. Oh, it's going to be real bad. Well, why do you think it'll be bad? Well, I just announced that uh, Team Germany has like eight pro- a positive COVID tests, so Germany's probably out, Sweden's probably out. We're down to like eight teams for the tournament. Canada's head and shoulders better than all of them, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> I I honestly like I'm not just saying this. Uh, I think I think uh, this was Canada Canada's tournament to lose no matter what, like without even any positive COVID tests from any teams. Uh, if the states were allowed to take Nick Robertson, like all this shit, I, I this Canada team's fucked. It's yeah. it's them. It's up to them to fuck it up. Pretty I, much, I guess so. Yeah, you know, it, there was the, there was that debate for a long time though, right? Like, was Finland going to get Capo Caco back? Right? Like, there's a lot of guys that aren't being released by their NHL clubs that other, I think, you know, countries really could have leaned on. Uh, you mentioned Nick Robertson, obviously. Um, like, it could have been a really, like, similar to, like, the 05 tournament where the NHL didn't happen and we had all these guys show up that would normally be playing in the NHL. And, yeah, Canada still fucking walked all over them, but it was just such a, a fun tournament and, and it's looked back on so fondly, uh, that 05 year. But you're probably right. This is this is Canada's to lose. I don't love their goaltending. I'll start there. I'll just jump right into it. Um, I, I think it's by far their their weakest part of their lineup, and I think there's two or three countries that have have an edge on them. Uh, and if if we get into a you know an Elv, uh, Elvis Merzlikens situation or a Christers Gudlevskis, or uh, I guess Latvia is not playing this year, but um, thank God for that. You know, there could be situations where you know maybe Canada just, despite all of its firepower, gets shut out. On it, like you know, it happens. It's the World Juniors, right? Yeah, like, I, and there was a lot of discussion too about how easy Canada's division is, which, like, I actually haven't even looked to see if 
if they actually do have an easier division or if the person yeah, telling me that was wrong. Easy. But, like, <laughs> isn't Switzerland in their division? Yeah. Yeah, that that's the last team I ever want Canada playing, to be honest with you. They, they have a fair. They have a sketchy... Like, they're, they're, their record, I would still imagine, is, like, near perfect against Switzerland on the international stage. But they have come close to losing at Switzerland, to Switzerland at every level yeah. so many times. I never want Canada to play Switzerland. Something about the way the Swiss play hockey and the way they are structurally built is literally just built to shut down Canada. They can't seem to fucking beat any other countries, but they come so close to beating Canada every time. I don't want to play them yeah. at all. The, the Swiss, uh, it's it's been talked about a little bit. Like They're probably the weakest they've been in a few years, so... I'm not I think so it's more worried. the coaching, honestly. The roster's not great. Is Christian Wolwen back behind the bench? No, he's not, unfortunately. Fuck, that would have been a what smart a shame. move. Um, so I'm not really that worried about the Swiss this year, but you're right. Like In, in years past, that was always a, a very tense game. It's like, What are you oh, supposed to tell them? Canada can win this division, go 5-0 and in the round robin, and they'll, they'll play the Swiss in the quarterfinals. It's like, no, 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 just lose the fucking last game and play Slovakia in the quarterfinals instead. You know what I mean? Like There was always that type of... They have 16 players from the first round, yeah? Yeah, and then one in the second round, and then one from the fourth round who play like the most NHL games so far. So what are I going to tell the guys? We have one guy fourth round too. One. <laughs> right, you got that down pat, eh? Pretty good. Um, yeah, the, the divisions, I, I guess I should, uh, should mention. Canada, Finland, Germany, Slovakia, and Switzerland in, in one division. Um, yeah. Yeah, obviously the Finns are going to be the... the bit of a challenge i suppose for canada uh the other division the states sweden russia the czech republic and austria are any hey, of those countries thanks, good thanks for coming austria that's a shame <laughs> oh my god that is going to be a shame oh my god like don't get me wrong i'm i'm pumped to see marco rossi play and oh yeah it's gonna be really fucking think about that it's gonna be really fucking cool Fuck, if he like sick. goes to the relegation round and he has like a eight point fucking two gamer there and Slovakia gets bounced or something ridiculous like I could honestly see that be all pretty happening. fucking Slovakia cool. Slovakia sucks they do yeah um but yeah two, clearly group of death <laughs> on one side yeah. with uh, Canada and uh, a bunch of uh, tryhards in the other division um, <laughs> tryhards <laughs> What what do you what do you like here beyond Canada? Like let, let, let's put Canada to the side. I think we, we're both in agreement uh, here. They're they're probably going to win the gold unless they fuck themselves up or half the team gets COVID. Um, what else do you like out of this tournament? Because I, I'm excited about a few things for sure. I mentioned Rosie, but you you go ahead. Well, I mean, like I just like the spirit of the tournament anyway. I like the uh, we talk about it every year, but I just I like the idea. It's part of the reason why I like college basketball so much. Is for a lot of these kids, this is going to be the the biggest hockey stage they're ever going to play on, right? Like most of the guys in this tournament, actually. So, I like that. I like that it's kind of been built into this big sort of thing. And it's perhaps more important to the players playing in it than it is to any fan or anyone else out there, right? Um, and that's the cool thing about it. Because, like, you know... I don't know if I could say the same thing for, like, the World Championships or something like that, right? Like, a lot of those guys go for a free trip to Europe and shit like that. It's not the case here. Like, everyone who's there wants to be there. This is this is very important to them. So, uh, first off, I just like the spirit of the tournament, right? Like, that that's kind of one of the things I, I am looking forward to. Um, having said that, like, USA is always a team that um, I have a hard time counting out. And I do think that they have 
they have a lot of star power at the top end of their lineup. I think that there are a lot of really good young players there for the States, but um, they always seem to find a way to fall short. And, like, I'm not super familiar with their head coach either. Coaching is often a problem for them at the World Juniors. Like, they are very often uh, at the end of the tournament just like, what the hell was the coach doing? And that's one thing that I don't know about Nate Lehman's specifically but I do know that the that the states have put a lot more um analytics effort into their team this year than than not just they normally would but like would normally be done at a world junior level so I'm a little curious to see how that plays out because in a shorter tournament I think it's really hard to play uh play analytics like to have it play a huge role for you so I'm curious to see how they do I I think that uh like it's just everyone talks about him. I'm curious to see what Cole Caulfield does, obviously, because that's you know, um, that's their guy, I guess, right? But yeah, I, 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 USA always sort of, sort of worries me there. Russia, you never really know what to expect, right? Like it's just what Russian team is going to show up. They've always got talent, but it's a matter of, um, it's honestly, it's all they're one team where it's always like it's theirs to lose in a way, you know. Mm-hmm they can take themselves as far as they want to go and i do think that that's also the case this year yeah uh i think the states have the best goal in the tournament i'll set it up front uh they've got spencer knight obviously uh probably the best maybe the second best goalie in the tournament uh and then if if something's wrong there their backup is dustin wolf who has been like lights out in the whl last couple years Wolfie. i think they have a fantastic one-two punch where they can rely on either guy and have a fighting chance. Uh, obviously, Jake, Jake Sanderson back there, the big Ottawa uh, draft pick, uh, as the uh, you know the eighteen year old. It's it's a little telling that he's probably their best defenseman and he's the youngest on the team. Like you yeah, know I mean? like, I'm not uh, I'm not as high on their defense anyway. No. that's the thing. I do think that they have a, a little bit of depth up front. Their forwards and... scare me. They've, they've got a lot of guys coming back that have done that, that played this tournament last year. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Is like they if they play Canada, they pretty much have to get into a track meet against them because if like if they're looking to play a three two game against Canada, two one game, they're gonna fucking lose. Yeah. Like Canada's defense is just top to bottom. Like I fuck, I can't remember a better blue line going into a tournament. And you know the problem is I can't is remember they're probably one. missing their best defense defensive prospect back there too, which is insane to think about. Like Owen, Owen Power wasn't allowed to. To, oh, yeah. to, to leave and come play for Canada, which is like how scary would that have been? But uh, I think the states have six returning forwards, if I'm if my math is correct here. Uh, which like that's that's a lot for for a year for turnover. Uh, and obviously the, the NHL not not going on right now is a factor uh, there. So uh, they look dangerous. The Russians, like you said, you never know what you're going to get. Um, but this is another team like like I said with the states, um, they've got. Uh, Yaroslav Askarov in net, and uh, boy, oh boy, <laughs> that that yeah. that kid could win the tournament by himself. He he is, he is the best goaltender in the tournament, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and even their backup, like the the Leafs pick there, that Archer. I don't even know how to say this. Uh, Akatyamov. Um, he, he's gonna get a game or two. He'll look he'll look good, but I'm I'm excited to see Askarov play and. Uh, we saw it last year with the Russians. They had a lot of goalie controversy. They kind of went back and forth all the way to the end and came up short. But 
I, I think it's pretty clear clear cut who their guy is, and uh, could win a tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing with Russia, right? It's like he's gonna need to be good. That that's that's what you can always say about the Russian goaltending, right? It's just like the goalie has to be good because. Um, they don't they don't play a goaltender friendly style ever like they just they never have and I, I assume they never will um they they have some talent like again they, like it's not to be a, a homer but like Rodion Amarov is a very you know dangerous offensive forward and they've got Vasily Podkolzin who I feel like has been under 20 for about uh you know yeah. I feel like he's been in this tournament for a hundred years now you know what I mean and and so what's he going to do? Is is he going to show up? Is he going to do his thing? And um, It's just like they always have a roster where there's like several guys, but then it drops off, right? Like they're, they're blue line too. Like they have D- Daniel Cheka and uh, Shakir Makamadoulin. But beyond that, it's like I, I, don't, I don't know who a lot of their players, how they really fit in and how they're really going to mesh together, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what to make of Russia, but um... I never do. Do you have a dark horse here? Obviously, like I said, I, not to say win gold, well, but is there someone here that you like that maybe is off the board? I mean, like it, it it's kind of Sweden, right? Like wow. it's just I I well the thing is is just they're not as star studded as they as they normally would be, and they're on paper at least probably the third best team in their division so like i i think it's them kind of because like they don't have a super deep team like they normally would they have it's alexander COVID, holtz and COVID they have cases, lucas obviously. raymond and yeah. exactly who's actually going uh their blue line's good like they have bjorn foot and broberg and, and soderstrom but um I don't know, like, th- that's the thing, and, and a lot of people are counting them out because of all their COVID cases, so I don't know, maybe they maybe they do well, so I guess they're a dark horse, I I suppose Finland kind of is one as well, just being in a division with Canada, they're also sort of, you know, scoffed at right now, um, I mean, I guess I would say too that the Czech Republic surprised me last year, and... I suppose they could do so again because I um, really didn't expect them to be much last year and some of the guys that surprised me are now not on the team anymore but I don't know I, I thought I thought they played pretty well last year and and you know they in a tough division I guess could be someone that's overlooked too I guess what I'm saying is that division's gonna be more of like a crapshoot than I than I think you know okay like it's USA and, and Russia at the top but I don't know, Czech and, and Sweden are nothing to scoff at either. Yeah, that Swedish uh, streak of uh, regulation wins, uh, we'll have to see if they can keep that going. It's been 10 years now that they haven't lost a game or Ooh, something like that. I, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I'm not holding my breath, but... Uh, my, my dark horse kind of comes with an asterisk here, because uh, as I just mm. found out moments ago... It's Canada, isn't it? Uh, this team uh, just announced eight positive COVID tests upon landing in Edmonton for the bubble. Um they aren't being like sent home like they're obviously like they're going to quarantine at the hotel and if the team is healthy to go for uh, boxing day they'll be taking on canada in their first game of the tournament on boxing day but that would be the germans 
Uh, I think that... It'd be funny if they did get sent home, though, right? It would be funny. It's like, you yeah. know what? You know what would be good you to... You this way. You know what would be good for you Go. guys? More travel. Yeah. Uh, I think the Germans have a, a legitimate shot to finish third in this uh, group behind Finland and Canada. And if they finish third, uh, that probably just means that they're going to play one of Russia or the States in the, the first round. Uh, but... Hmm. Two teams that have uh, been notorious for not showing up during their yeah. uh, their playoff games. In this I, I think this so. could be the best German team we've seen uh, since. Have they won a medal at this tournament ever? No, I can't imagine. No, they have not. Maybe in the maybe in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Uh, so playing on the pond. Ah, the Marigold Pond. I find their their highest. Ah, Mary Potatoes. Ninth, tenth. What's uh, what's Ireland got to do to get into this tournament? Uh field the team. <laughs> do you, you don't think they're kicking around in like the division four or whatever i'm really curious now you know? I, I will look it up yeah but uh, yeah yeah um yeah I, I don't know i i think like i said i think germany can finish third in this division easily that would give them their best finish ever internationally they got a couple interesting guys up front uh obviously uh tim strutzel he's hurt right now there's some talk about whether he's going to play or not but if he if he's there uh look out uh, along with him, uh, you've got John Luca Schumacher and John Jason Paterka, uh, and even you could—he's a little young, but you could you could honestly toss uh, uh, Samuel Dubé into the conversation. And uh, I, I think the Germans have some firepower up front. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll see. It's 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 one of those tournaments. It's it's so hard to predict. Every also, year we try and we always get it wrong. So they've also got that uh, that John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, which is pretty good. Uh, I hear his name is also someone else's. Yeah. Um, so oh, that's terrible. I, it's good to know that for like the people listening at home, that like the jokes aren't getting any better. They're not any worse, but they're not not any better. I had two months to to come up with material for this episode, and I didn't do it. Yeah. All right. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, we're going to talk about our uh, overrated underrated in a second here. But since since you brought it up, oh, I just want you to tell me. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Six. There are six levels of the World Junior yeah. uh, uh, rankings. Yeah, I want I want to see if you can name the teams that are in the sixth level. Oh fuck! There are seven. I mean that's 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 tough because I need to. I would need to know. I'd had. I need to have a better knowledge of like the third to fifth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I No, that's fair. Like I know that like in the third division is probably like fucking like Estonia and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like the the countries that have ice, uh Slovenia and shit. Slovenia okay, and so, Estonia are both in the third division yeah. actually. No, I trust me, I've looked <laughs> at this before. But I don't know if I've gone all the way down to the sixth. So okay, so you said there's seven teams. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that that uh I mean, this is going to be the stupidest sentence. I'm going to guess that uh, all of them would be non-traditional sort of uh, sort of venues, like a you know. Of all of the countries in front of me, I know of two players born in two of these countries. Okay. So, oh man, fuck! Are they all pretty small countries, or is there a big country in there? Like, there's not a fucking China or something in there, right? China's further up than that? Uh, kind of. Okay. I'm not sure how to answer that. Okay. 
Uh, I'm okay. Well, I, I mentioned China, but I'm, I'm actually, I, I am thinking that there's a few Asian countries there. So I'm going to go Japan. No, sir. They're further up. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, you know, of players born in these countries, eh? Taiwan. Is no. Chinese Taipei in there? Yeah. Okay. Cool. They were good at the, uh, the world baseball juniors there in Thunder Bay a few years ago. Okay, so Chinese Taipei is one. I, I also, for some reason, okay, this is just a hilarious. Uh, I'm, I, for some reason, I feel like Malaysia is in there. No. Okay. Wow. All right. Um. Fuck. Uh, wow. Italy's got to be further up. Scotland's probably further up. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go Greece. No, I think Greece is higher up. Really? We're scraping the bottom oh, of the barrel here. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Give me. Okay. Indonesia? No. Brazil? No. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fair. I, no, I guess that, like that six countries yeah. and I got fucking none of them. Yeah. Cool. So you got Australia? <sighs> Holy fuck. You got Chinese Taipei. Okay. You got Mexico. Okay. Turkey. I almost guessed Turkey. I went yeah. Greece instead, yeah. but Bulgaria. They're that low, eh? Yeah. Wow. Israel. Oh, wow. <laughs> and birthplace of one Washington Capitals goaltender, South Africa. Ah, uh, man. You know, and when you said that you thought of, or you knew of, uh, like, players born in those countries, that's why I guessed Taiwan, because I was thinking Rob Langway. Right. No, I yeah. knew where you went with that one, yeah. for sure. Oh. Um, oh, there you go. That's the sixth, that's the sixth division World Junior Championship. Is Taiwan? D- D3. If anyone's looking for the, uh, for the games on TSN, uh, the tournament has been canceled. Is Taiwan, uh, is Taiwan in, like, three to five? Is Taiwan in there? Is Taiwan in there? That's a good question. Uh, wow, there's only five teams in the uh, third division. That's, that's depressing. What are they? Um, Estonia, France, Poland, Slovenia, and Ukraine. Yeah, I would have done pretty good on that one. I think. Who are you? Who are you asking? Who am I checking? For? Taiwan. Taiwan. Is Taiwan in there? Does Taiwan have have a hockey program no, or no? No Taiwan. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, maybe that's uh, maybe that's what I could do when the pandemic's over. Move over to Taiwan and try to get them in Division Six. There you go. You know, take your coaching credentials to Taiwan. I'm gonna make it happen. Great. Uh, it's time for the overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite on the Laced Up Hockey podcast, and it is um, it is the most wonderful time of the year, uh, the World Juniors. But uh, for other people, that's Christmas, oh. I suppose. Um, I hear that's pretty big. That that Christmas thing. Most years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in the spirit of Christmas, uh, we are going to do our favorite uh, holiday movies, our, our favorite Christmas uh, tune, uh, not well, tunes, um, flicks. Yeah, you did a bad job at explaining that. We're doing overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite Christmas movies. We're yeah. not doing our favorite holiday tunes. No. Uh, <laughs> Pub Crawl. How, how, yeah, how, yeah. how would that segment even work? Because it's not like a top ten anything. Would we just be sitting here naming Christmas songs? Yep. Silver Bells. Yeah. No, nice. It's not good. Okay, not a good song. Baby, please come home. It's okay. I like that one. It's not bad. 
I think those are the only two Christmas the, uh, songs I the like. Susan Strandberg on Jingle Bells is uh, definitely a hit. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I wow. Not a big Susan Sarandon fan no, as it is, so I don't yeah. really want to see that. Okay, um, Christmas movies. Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. You know, did did I? Oh no, I do have a, I do have an overrated. Okay. Um, Please tell us what that would be. Yeah. So, it's an older one, um, and not not my favorite, but I I would have to go. It's a Wonderful Life. Um. Hmm. It's not like it's a it's a bad movie, but generally when I watch a, a Christmas movie, I want it to at least be uplifting at some point, and I just find It's a Wonderful Life to be very depressing and uh, kind of fucked up, actually. So I, uh, I don't really like it. I think it's overrated. I don't care for it. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. The, in fact, my favorite part of It's a Wonderful Life is that it gave us the Dana Carvey It's a Wonderful Life. Give me that money, you fat fuck. Like... Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's my favorite part, is that skit. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, my, where's, where's the fucking money? My overrated... Uh, Jimmy Stewart, 1936. Mm-hmm. Uh, my overrated is Nightmare Before Christmas. Fuck that movie. Fuck it. Fuck it so hard. Fuck the people that like that movie. Fucking shoot it off the pot here. Either celebrate Halloween or celebrate Christmas, but don't do both at the same time. It's fucking weird. Weirds me out. You see these fucking people, they go into the Hot Topic and they're, they're buying Jack Skellington backpacks and they're, they're dressed to the nines in black and they're, they're, they've got their hair dyed and their, their eyeliner on and it's Christmas. It's like, well, fucking figure it out here. Like, what, what are we talking about? It, it irks me. It bothers me. It's not even a good movie. Not a big Tim Burton guy? I, I like Tim Burton for the most part. Okay. But it's just not a good movie. You like Edward Scissorhands? It doesn't Scissor need hands? to be that, that well, you know, received. You like Edward Scissorhands? It's fine. It's it's a better Christmas movie than that one is. Wow. Is Edward Scissorhands a Christmas movie? Right into uh, laced up at yahoo.com, please. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, that's honestly that's fair. I I've only seen it once. I didn't really care for it. It's not it's not really meant for me. But it, yeah, I think overrated's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. Thanks. Um, my underrated is Four Christmases. Okay. Uh, starring Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. I, I forget the year. Like I'm gonna guess like 2006 or something like that. It, it honestly might be like four years old though, for all I know. Um, 2008. Uh, good movie. Cast is just outstanding. Uh, if you've never seen this movie, I'm just gonna rhyme it off for you here. Uh, you got Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, Robert Duvall, Sissy Spacek, John Voight, Mary Steenburgen, Kristen Chenoweth, John Favreau, Tim McGraw. Yeah, that that Tim McGraw. Uh, Dwight Yoakam. Um, Brian Baumgartner from The Office. So yeah, good uh, good cast. Uh, this is a movie about uh, these this couple who does not spend Christmas at home. Instead, they normally go on trips for Christmas, and their flight gets canceled. So they basically have to do Christmas with their families. Um, the plot's kind of stupid when you think of it that way, but it it just creates a hilarious dynamic. Of course, they. Um, hate their families and things like that and you know what honestly just packed with some really good jokes i think the timing's pretty good it's again the cast kind of makes it what it is because the performances are also what what make it so funny but i think it's great i i liked it when i watched it the first time and the more i see it the more i think it actually is it doesn't get a lot of respect and uh yeah i think it's i think it's the most underrated christmas movie okay wow 
the most, not yeah. just your, the most. No, I think it's underrated. Okay. Um, my uh, under, I agree with you, by the way. It's very underrated. My underrated, uh, I'll be just to change things up because I, I probably would have said Four Christmases as well. Uh, I went with Jingle All the Way. <sighs> wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger, baby. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen the Term- Terminator try to fight somebody, uh, a mailman uh, that's played by Sinbad in the parking lot of a mall for an action figure toy? Because I have. It's pretty funny. Makes me laugh every time I see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i a Sinbad guy for sure. So so you're rooting for him in the fight is what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah again, uh, this is, this is what, 1994? 96? This, this is like... This is the the height of Arnold Schwarzenegger as the action fucking hero, you know, don't take your kids to watch him at the movie theater type of thing, and uh, he comes up with this hilarious uh, Christmas movie. I think I think it's fucking hilarious. Hmm. Just just uh, not not the movie per se, but like the 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 idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger being in this film is fucking hilarious to me. Hmm. Yeah. I think uh, I think it might be on Crave TV. I'm checking right now, and if mm. it is, I might watch it today actually because mm. I haven't watched that in a long time. Okay. Um, is it, is it worth my time? Probably not. I just, I don't, I don't really remember if I liked it or not. Yeah, it's on, uh, it's on Crave. Did you know that there's a, uh, that there's a sequel? sequel? Yeah, with, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, didn't watch that one. I don't, uh, think I'll be partaking in that Please don't. I'll definitely, I mean, will I, will I... Will I be left with a cliffhanger on the first one that where I'll be wondering what happens next? I you don't know? think so. No? Yeah, so it's not really a continuation, you no, would say. I, I would not chalk okay. it up to that. Okay. Um, my favorite Christmas movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No surprise there. Same. It's, uh, I mean, like, when same, people same. when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I don't even put it in the conversation, but it, it genuinely might be my favorite movie. Like, I, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't... You know, I just... I don't put it in the conversation for a few reasons, but I... I've seen it probably more than any movie other than maybe Shrek, because I watched the shit out of that as a kid. Okay. Um, Shrek, eh? Yeah, I, I could still fucking recite that whole movie line by line if I if I had to. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Christmas Vacation, it's great. I've seen it so many times that now, like, it's not even lines in the movie that I laugh at. It's like scenery in the background of, of the fucking of the house and shit like that. You know what I mean? It's little details. Physical comedy makes me laugh now. It's yeah. not even the jokes anymore. Um, it's just, it's such a geniusly packed movie. And I realize that John Hughes was notorious for that, but I, I think that, that this is his finest work in that regard. Um, it's brilliant. It's just a brilliant movie. It's great. Um, do you think Clark Griswold is pro or against changing the logo for the Blackhawks? Uh, I mean, I'd like to imagine pro, okay. you know, that's where your heart lies. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we, we don't learn enough about Clark Griswold for him to have hard opinions on a lot of things like that. So, okay. you know what I mean? I don't know if, I don't know if we know enough about Clark in that sense. Okay. Uh, also my favorite movie, uh, Eddie is, would be is, against is, it. Is Christmas vacation. So cousin Eddie would be against I that. Don't know I think that he would though. Yeah. I, I feel like he would kind of be the, the, if it makes you happy, go for it. You know, and, and he would just kind of like, yeah, man, peace and love type of thing yeah. for for a bit. Wish we had back the money from the preacher who was screwing the hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wonder who the hockey player was. 
probably not worth investigating. Hmm. Um, least favorite, eh? Wow. Wow. Uh, my my answer is going to have to be pretty generic, I think, here. My, um, my least favorite is just anything on the fucking Hallmark Christmas yes, channel. It's just... It's not good. They're just... Well, like, and... But, like, they're not even... The only thing I come to respect about those movies is they know they're not good. These movies know that they're bad. But it's just like, why... Why... Who are they for? And the answer is my mother. But, like, I don't... I don't really understand why they get made in the first place. Like, how they make any money off of these movies or anything like that. I just... I don't understand it. Um, It's just like... We already have so many Christmas movies and so much Christmas content. Do we really need to shovel the shit like this so much? Um, I don't get it. I, I think it's I think it's bad. Uh, if I had to actually pick a, a non Hallmark movie where where my least favorite Christmas movie, um, I I I mean it would probably be like the third Home Alone or something was pretty bad, you know. Hmm. I guess that would be my choice, but but my answer for now is all of the Hallmark Christmas movies are terrible. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm with you on the Hallmark thing. Uh, my answer is just going to be any any horror Christmas movie. That's that. Those are two things that just don't. There's no need. to Not a fucking, big Krampus guy. Eh? Don't do it. Don't like this. The the Jack Frost horror films. The elves. The horror film. Like, what are we doing here? Like like this is fucking. It's Christmas. Take a break. You had your fun in, in October. You, you made your scary movies. Just take a few months off, okay? Can we just, just we pause on the on the horror slasher films uh, centered around the holiday theme? Like it's just it's too depressing. And I hate Christmas, and I'm sticking up for it here. It, it's it's embarrassing. Is Jack Frost a horror movie in your eyes? The original. Oh yeah. Oh no, not not, not the one with not <laughs> Michael Keaton. No. Oh, I was gonna say I loved that movie no. when I was a kid. I thought like, like <laughs> the talking snowman some, roots. What we talking about? Some, terrifying as hell. Something about fucking Michael Keaton trapped in a snowman's body. Hilarious. It is hilarious. No, there, there's actually, like, and that movie's not even a comedy. That's the funniest part about yeah, that. But. No, it, it's like Jack Frost is like it's like an eighties horror film. Yeah, it's hmm. yeah okay. Yeah, don't do don't do horror for Christmas. Like, come on, that's fair. The Be jolly and bright. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Where, like, um, where where does Elf rank for you? Are you an Elf guy? It's overrated. Yeah. It's okay. It gets way too much fucking attention. It's just like, that's another one. I've just seen it so many times and the jokes just don't hold up necessarily. Like, there are a lot of jokes in it where it's just like, I don't find them that funny anymore. I think my favorite part of Elf is when he's, uh, when he's working in the in the factory or whatever the fuck and then he gets yeah. drunk with the guy that he works with there yeah, yeah. who I, I don't think it's Danny Trejo but it's like a Danny Trejo type and he's just drinking there and the guy's just like I think he's like he makes a joke about how he's like 31 years old but he's clearly like the actor's clearly like 50 or something mm-hmm. like that I don't know that it's 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 fine like it's definitely got its moments I'll uh without naming names I'll, I'll say that um our our boss's um fiance yeah um is so in love with the movie elf that he now like for all of december he answers the phone buddy the elf what's your favorite color and he walks around the house like spewing lines and apparently it just drives our our boss uh, up the wall so he is really cool though yeah cool he's guy a, he's a cool cool dude a cool... i kind of want to just call the house just to have him answer the phone you know like hello oh hi sorry i'm gonna call back can you have your fiance answer please i just want to hear the fucking <sighs> yeah 
for sure. Jesus. Hmm. So there you go. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that's that's it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about hockey, despite not knowing anything about hockey's gonna work yeah so this episode was basically just us uh you know being super cynical because and our sponsor had to not you know, actually had to do it for the sponsor yeah right? i guess we got to do yeah. an ad off the top too i forgot to do that um i was joking but yeah okay well no we got to do one okay so yeah um when will we be back well that's an interesting question that not no one week. that no one just asked yeah like um yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know when the next episode's going to be. It's just, it's the holidays, and even though, uh, even though we're not getting together with family and stuff like that, it still is going to be difficult to kind of work it. I mean, I work a job that I still will be at, and no, everything. No, no, we so. could do, we could do like a, a January third record uh, for the preview of the gold medal game on the fifth. Potentially, yeah, yeah, potentially could. could work. Yeah, I'm off that day, and so are you. Will I be? You will be. It's a Sunday or it's what? It's a Sunday. Oh, okay. I'll be yeah. off. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe, uh, maybe before then, maybe maybe after that, that. That wasn't maybe, a problem. Oh, I, I, it's, it's, in, it's in writing, so to speak, but it's not really in writing. So, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'm good. You're good? Care. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Eat that! Leave us alone! Tell me about your problems Everybody's got one or two A sister who went crazy A brother you ain't talking to And your mama ain't right Heard your daddy's gone now But you never Too late, hey